Welcome to the Let's Talk International Education podcast. I'm your host, Ruth Benny, founder of Top Schools. We're here for you, whether you're a parent, grandparent, a teacher, as long as you're interested in education, you're in the right place. We work hard to bring relevant, up-to-date and possibly controversial information on all things related to education. In this first season, we've invited education leaders from around the world, as well as parents just like you and I. We're pleased you found us. Don't forget to subscribe. And here's today's episode. Good evening and welcome to this Facebook, this very special Facebook Live with myself, uh, Ruth, from Top Schools. And uh, you're in for a treat uh, tonight. Uh, We have very special guests. Um, So let me introduce from Epsom College in Malaysia, we have Matthew Brown, headmaster. Hi, Matthew. Hello there. Good evening, everybody. Yes, lovely to be here with you. Thank you for joining us. And um, we also have Kate Carden-Brown, Director of Admissions. Hello, Kate. Hi, how are you? Very well, thank you. So um, for those of you who are listening, if you would like to ask questions, um, Kate and Matthew will be able to answer their live. And if you thought that you need to go to the UK for a British boarding school experience, think again. So the name Epsom College might be familiar to you. So uh, maybe Matthew, I can come to you for a very brief, um, because it kind of needs no introduction, but um, nevertheless, a little introduction on the Epsom College in Malaysia. Yes, I know that. Yeah, no, of course. No, we are the only sister school to Epsom College in the UK. So Epsom College in the UK is a boarding school of 200 years uh, experience and has recently been voted the top independent school in the UK. And now the top, I think it's the, the greatest or the most improved independent school in the UK as well. We share everything. Uh, we work together in our governors and we have meetings and emails every week. We are truly a sister school between ourselves and that school in the UK. So if you like, yeah. as you've pointed out, you don't have to go to the UK to experience a UK boarding education. Here at Epsom College in Malaysia, we provide almost the same, uh, if you like, experiences you would get in the UK. And it's probably worth mentioning, I mean, location-wise, I was really surprised to to read all of the, the information. 15 minutes from KL Airport, which is only three hours from Hong Kong, if I remember correctly. No, it's absolutely. We sometimes, we, we yeah, we are only 15 minutes. Uh, very simple to get to KL Airport. So students often, well, sometimes if they're for absolutely necessary, they'll even go home on the weekend if they need to get to some event and they'll come back into the school from Hong Kong. But otherwise, very easy travel from Hong Kong uh, to here in Malaysia or to here to Epsom in Malaysia. And so uh, weekends, the uh, holidays and parents will often arrive early if they want to, if they want to come to the school and meet teachers and so on, they will come uh, on those weekends before the break of term. And that's a real opportunity for parents to build a link with the school as well. Yeah. And unlike a lot of countries in Asia, you have the space, 80 acres. Is that right? I don't know if we've got the photograph of the aerial view of the campus, if we can have a look at that. So that's the top photo there. I mean, wow. How do you get around? Uh, it, I, I, I don't have to worry about doing my steps. I think I probably do. I think it's at least, I look at it on my phone, at least eight or 9,000 steps every day. Yeah, the buildings in the front, that kind of curb in the front are all the academic buildings. 
Uh, over on the right-hand side, we have our sports. Uh, we have uh, four or five rugby pitchers. In the far right-hand side, you can see our tennis courts, uh, which include four indoor tennis courts. And then just back from there is our golf, our drive range for golf. And we're just opening our ECM Golf Academy, where students will be able to make use of that top, top quality uh, resource. We've also purchased the land behind and we'll be developing that in the, in, in the near future. Probably more sports facilities and boarding houses. Wow. Well, amazing. Um, I think, and, and also just to, leads nicely into the sports academies, which is what we really want to talk about um, today. I mean, I think the, the brand name, the, um, the excellence associated with Epsom College is not in dispute. And I think the academics are a given so, so what makes Epson in Malaysia so special? If we want to talk about um, the sports academies, because you have not one, not two, but four sports academies. Yeah, no, I think what we what we want to offer is uh, a unique opportunity where young people can have an absolutely elite education and a fantastic education from some of the best teachers around the world. I handpick every teacher. I'm interviewing them, I'm checking their teaching. And that, so the academic side we're providing, as you said, it almost needs no introduction. But what we also want to offer is young people the opportunity to grow in their sports passion as well. So you might have a tennis, young tennis player who really loves their tennis, but that traveling, maybe it's across Hong Kong or whatever it might be, you just, there isn't the hours in the day to go to tennis and also get your education. Whereas here, on campus, you're five minutes away from your lessons, and then another five minutes, you're walking, you're on the tennis court. And so our students, they blend their academics with their sports. So some will do up to 20 hours tennis per week, and that might be early mornings, it might be in the late afternoons, it might be during the day because we can do things with their timetable, and they really are truly balancing academic progress to go to elite universities as well as the sports elite, which also leads you maybe to elite universities, such as ones in America that are wanting to give scholarships to students who have reached those top levels in sport. And, that, and, that, and so you're right, we have tennis, but we're also, the golf is, is starting with us now, and that's already being successful. And we're also working with La Liga uh, for football, because we know that so many young people, boys and girls, are absolutely uh, besotted. They love playing football. And they want, again, to balance their study alongside the opportunity to work with really top coaches. So you've got the tennis academy, the football academy, the golf academy, and then one music but, academy. What The one is that, and that the, in terms of sport, the other one is music. Again, if you're a talented musician, yep. and again, you could spend hours moving around trying to get to your lessons and so on. Whereas here, our practice rooms are open throughout every evening. And in fact, as you walk around, you can hear students practicing their pieces or working together in small ensembles and so on and working with great, uh, with great teachers. And again, they are developing their music in a way that they couldn't do if they were at home and they had to spend all their time perhaps moving from one activity to another. Here, it's like everything is covered, but also they are developed in terms of their, their music abilities or sports. 
Yeah, let's talk a little bit more because I'm I'm a big fan of boarding. I've got two children in boarding school. And let's talk a little bit more about the benefits of boarding generally. But then also, like you say, when, when you have an elite athlete or, or a musician who's, you know, performing to a very high standard, how they can get so much more out of their day, their week, their term when they're in a boarding school. That's a really, really good point to make. I mean, there are only 24 hours in a day. They must sleep for at least eight of those. That's really important. And then the rest of it is then how do you fit everything in? So our school day starts at about eight and finishes at half past four. For your, your, if you like, your mainstream academic student, then there's other activities they might do. But for our uh, academy students, they might, though, between eight o'clock and 10 o'clock in the morning, they might do their sports. Then they do their academics, and then again, at the end of the day, they pick up more sports. Again, it's very carefully planned so that they have enough rest, so that their training and their academics is sustainable. We'll look at each individual's timetable. Sometimes it's appropriate that maybe they take out a few subjects so that they can get that balance right, but always maintaining their pathways through to the university choices of their that they want to make. So if they want to do science, we make sure they're always covering their sciences. If they want to do humanities, we'll always, you know, meet the needs of the students in terms of their academics. Always those pathways are available through sport and also the academics. So I think what I would say there is time. Yeah, time is the management of time can be so much better. And also, I'm just thinking that it's the management of time by experts, by you know, qualified educators by elite coaches who who genuinely know how to get the best out of the children. Because imagine if if us, us parents trying to do that at home, it, it just wouldn't work. Yeah, Joe, you know, I heard a, a phrase the other day and it really struck me. It said, we have this phrase that we think that practice makes perfect. But somebody said to me the other day, no, it doesn't. Practice makes permanent. Makes so if you practice something wrong, if you practice something without the right coach, if you practice it in a way that basically solidifies or makes permanent your mistakes. So you're absolutely right. Whereas purposeful practice, practice that is led by very uh, highly talented coaches is different. That leads towards excellence. And you're right. That's what we offer. Not just time, but also that specialist support from either the Muratuglu coaches or our international golf coaches or our top musical coaches and so on. It really makes a big difference between, what they say, 10,000 hours to become an expert. Yeah. Again, it's, it's, it's nonsense if those 10,000 hours are spent in, in, in practice that just makes mistakes permanent. Again, 10,000 hours of purposeful, uh, guided uh, training or practice makes all the difference. And you're right, that's what we can offer. Want to talk? Um, we're going to bring um, Kate in a moment because you mentioned that the um, the scholarships for elite universities, um, the sports or the music scholarships. But just before we we go to that, um, can you just tell us a bit more about the academies and and the coaches and how are they different from what another boarding school might offer in terms of sports? Oh, okay, yeah, that's fair, fair point. We, for instance, our tennis academy is in partnership with the Muratuglu. Uh, tennis uh, academy in Nice in the south of France. All of our coaches are actually chosen. They're, they're interviewed and they are selected by the Muratoglu team in France. So their international recruiter, Johan van Hoek, who was the, uh, uh, the, the leader of the Belgian uh, Davis Cup team, 
he is the one who selects those um, coaches and they really are. Their tennis is outstanding. So it's not just a case of me trying to make that choice. I don't know. But it's the they, they expert coaches are chosen by expert selectors. So there's one example. Similarly with golf, we're working with the best uh, selectors of golf coaches. We're looking to find those people who've got PGA experience. Uh, they have a track record of being able to train uh, young people to the highest standard of golf. And so we've got uh, our um, current head coach, Travis Van Dirk, and he, again, PGA, has the, if you like, the track record of really engaging with students and helping them to achieve the top levels. So it's not, I can't imagine another school that is able to draw those those top coaches into their into their coaching teams. Um, and the same thing with the football. Or we're in very close cooperation. Well, it's you know, it's a partnership with La Liga. Again, we are not choosing. They have to meet the La Liga standards. So Diego, uh, a fantastic football coach, he's come from uh, La Liga, selected by them, and then he meets their standards. And by doing that, then I think we're able to guarantee the top quality of the coaching. So what, what proportion of your students do you think are um, performing sports or music at that very elite standard? Uh, I would say it's always going to be, I mean, it, just the word elite in itself. If you said it's 90%, then it says, oh, it's not elite is it anymore. Is it? You know, it really depends. But we have, I think it's interesting to say about the elite because, yes, okay, there might be 5 or 6% of the students who are at that top level. But it's important to know as well we aren't just preparing students for that level. It's for everybody who wants to, who wants sport to be a part of their life and part of their learning. So we have students who might be intermediate level, but they're learning so much through the, uh, through the discipline, through the rigor of training, through competition, entering competitions, things, everything going wrong, and then finding the determination, the resilience to go forward. They are learning so much about life from their experience in their sport. And I think, and so, yes, those top five, 6% will go to the top level. The other 70, 80% are learning enormous life lessons from like determination, resilience, and so on, and keeping going when things are difficult that will pay dividends throughout their careers, whichever way they go, either into academics or business, whatever it might be. So I think sport offers real life learning as well as which complements the academic. Yeah, no, I was just going to ask actually for majority of, of students who obviously want to enjoy sport but aren't performing at that elite level. What would you say to parents? And this is a question that we often get asked is, is especially when they're, they're hitting, you know, GCSEs or, or A-levels, you know, it, it's time is limited. Isn't their time better spent? And uh, what happens, unfortunately, at that age, they end up dropping quite a lot of their sports in order to focus exclusively on their academics. What would you say to, to those parents? I think everything in life is, is, is about balance, isn't it? I think, I mean, we, we sometimes meet young people, I sometimes sort of regard them as almost being like study recluses where they, they, they will study and they will spend many hours studying. They achieve top grades. But then the question you might ask is, are they the right person that people are looking for to join their company, to join their organization? Do they have the social skills? 
Do they, would they be able, how would they cope in a situation like this where I've not met you before, you're asking me questions, can they answer in a confident and comfortable manner? A lot of that comes through the interaction that students have outside the classroom from their experience in boarding, from their experience of being in competitions, international competitions, learning to uh, respond to press requests or working with different teams and so on. I think the sport brings, if you like, that X factor. The thing that well, someone else will say, I want that person in my organization. They bring something else apart from just the grades. Now, the grades are so important. Maybe they do one or two less subjects so they can get those top grades, but it's the other things that they bring that will make them attractive to those employers or, if they're running their own business, that will make them successful in their own business because they've learned those resiliences, those interpersonal skills. They know how to cope when something goes wrong sort of interpersonally and so on. I think that makes a young person really stand out. What do they talk about? Good sportsmanship. If you've got that, again, that's what people are looking for, that you're fair, that you're kind, but you're also competitive. Very important. Yeah. I totally agree. I think now is a good time to bring um, Kate um, onto the stage. Let me just... Um, Kate, so as well as being Director of Admissions, you also um, are involved in the university guidance. Is that right? Yeah. 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 So, so I do a little bit. Sorry. Sorry. You go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, sorry. Well, I was just going to say that I work, I work with um, a team to make sure that we offer very bespoke um, university guidance for our students um, from years, well, throughout the school, but obviously if they're targeting the US, then it's going to start a bit earlier. It will start around year 10, um, but the, the lion's share of the work will start in year 12. And we seek to make sure that as we do with our all aspects of our school, it's very individualized, you know, bespoke to the individual student and, um, and our students will make applications to study all over the world. So the UK and the US, Canada, Tokyo, China, Europe, um, Singapore, Hong Kong, all over the world. Yeah, well, Hong Kong extremely competitive, and um, but I, it's interesting because I've got a child who's who's about to go through this, and um, yeah, the grades are absolutely required, but then the universities are looking for so much more in terms of the sports or the music or the e other ECAs that they that they've done. Could mm -hmm. could you talk a little bit more about? the student profile when when they're applying for higher education yeah so i mean each the, the uk is largely focused on academics so um the, the 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 focus of the application is an academic one so we try and make sure that all of our students have uh, plenty of opportunities to engage with their learning beyond the taught curriculum so there's a lot of super curricular activity that goes on to our school students are there, we've got many, many academic societies that are student-led, so a humanities society, math society. There's a, there's a group called the Medical Review, which is students who want to go on to study medicine, and they basically undertake research projects or, or interviews or voluntary work or um, in writing guest speakers. Um, we've got an Epsom Live Talk series, so our students will make connections with C-suite um, C-suite leaders or um, lawyers, entrepreneurs, various people that we're able to uh, have links with thanks to our network through our governing body. And they might invite them in and they'll, they'll host sort of a, similar to what we're doing now, either in person or online, so students can learn more about different careers and pathways from the horse's mouth. But 
Lots and lots of opportunities for students to engage with their learning outside of class. That's really important for the UK. America then and, and, and Hong Kong and other countries will have more of a focus on sport. Of course, sport is valued in the UK, but it's not really part of the application they're looking for in an application, whereas other countries will want a more of a rounded um, application. And so again, the sports can be very important. And certainly for US scholarships, uh, playing sport to a high level will give you an advantage if you're applying for a scholarship. And we're very fortunate to have, for example, with our tennis academy, um, I will work closely with the team there to help the students know where to make applications and how best to put themselves forward for a scholarship. It's a minefield, isn't it? So a student graduating from Epsom College in Malaysia, um, is, is this correct, might make applications to universities in several different countries at the same time. So if they use up their five um, options for UK, they can supplement with um, more options yes. from US. That's correct. Yes. Yeah. So, we, you know, I mean, I've had students have offers from, well, last last year we had one who got offers from America with a scholarship, Tokyo, uh, UK, and uh, I think he'd got one from Singapore, for example. So that's just one one student last year. Um, so, yeah, they do. They go. They will make applications all over the world and then then hopefully hold hold those offers and then see where it is that they fancy going at the end. You know, it's nice to have that choice. Yeah, no, that's that's really interesting. Thank you, Kate. I mean, I think maybe I can just um, finish up with thank you. I'm going to um, do this, and I'm going to do turn turn on your sound, Matthew. Um, we're almost out of time, and I think we've answered all of the questions that that um, parents will be asking. Your strap line for Epsom College in Malaysia is nurture, educate, and inspire. I think again, the educate part is is a given nurture and inspire i mean is there anything else you'd like to add on that uh, aside from what we've already covered today yeah we've chosen those three words on purpose and also in that particular order a young person will only flourish and they will only have a good education they'll only learn if they feel safe if they feel looked after if they feel noticed and if they feel that they're in a, in a community that knows them and cares for them. So that's the first thing we have to do as, an, as, a, as, a, as a learning community. We know them. I try to know as many students' names as I, as I can, uh, and I will ask them by name how they're feeling, how things are going on. That's important, so important. They might be three hours away on the aeroplane, but they can feel separate. So that we stress so much with our teachers. You've got to make them feel nurtured. Not, no, we don't just say it, but they've got to feel it. And part of that comes from giving great teaching. The other then, the other side of it, then if you've achieved the nurture and they're beginning to learn, well, what else can we do? We want them to think, actually, I didn't realize, but I could do that. I had no idea that that was an option available to me. I didn't love that thing before, but now that's my passion. And I want to do that. It might be music. It might be sport. It might be a, a subject. Ms. Cardin Brown, Kate talked about the about the societies that we have. So many students have changed their choices because they went to the Science Society or they went to the Medical Review Society and they say, do you know what? That has really lit my fire. I'm going to pursue that. Uh, and so the inspire part is perhaps the hardest to achieve because it's about opening them up to so many different opportunities. So one, they think that I'm going to make that my mission. That's the thing I want to chase. And we try to find that for as many students as we can. 
Yeah, no, that's that's so interesting. I'm waiting for my invitation. I'll be down as soon as I receive that. Um, however, for those parents who um, are interested in a Epsom College in Malaysia experience, uh, we have something very exciting coming up um, in March. So um, maybe I could just explain a bit more about this. Um, for parents in Hong Kong, the coaches from the sports academies are visiting us in Hong Kong for one day on the 17th of March. And we're hosting the Epsom experience in Hong Kong um, all day from 11 to 5. And you have a chance to meet other representatives from the school. Um, you're not coming, Matthew, on this occasion, are you? But maybe next time. I'm, I'm not sure that that that, that it, it may still be open in my diary. Which or it's uh, it's up for discussion. I would love. I've never. Do you know what? It's one place I've never been. I would love to visit Hong Kong. We will try and twist your arm. Um, so there's a QR code there, and we'll put the link below. And you, you've got lots of time. And I know everyone in Hong Kong is lastminute.com, but it will get um, packed, and there will be. There's not obviously endless numbers of spaces um so go ahead and register now if you're interested to bring your children along meet the coaches and have the epsom experience in hong kong so uh let me bring um kate um back on can we thank you so much um it's been super interesting i can't wait to visit thank you matthew your headmaster of epsom college in malaysia and uh, Kate Carden-Brown, Director of Admissions at Epsom College in Malaysia. Thank you so much, both of you. Um, thank Pleasure. you to thank those you. who... Thank you. Thanks to those of you who watched live. I know that majority of people watch this on replay, catch-up, whatever. If you have any questions for either Matthew or Kate, um, they will also get to answer them after the live broadcast. I've been Ruth, and I'm live again next Thursday, every Thursday. Sometimes I have special guests, like tonight. And um, other times I don't, you just get me. So um, tonight's been um, extra special. Thank you both. Enjoy the rest of your evening. And uh, we'll say good night. Bye-bye. Good night. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more about the Hong Kong education system and parenting and education news and trends, check out our back catalogue, all available to download for free. You can also head over to our YouTube, Facebook or website for lots of free useful information for parents and educators. Links in the show notes. Until next time.